This is the Business English Podcast, Episode 78. Four Offensive Business English Phrases to Avoid. Welcome to the Business English Podcast from All Ears English. Get the English skills you need to achieve your dreams in global business. For a presentation, a meeting, or your office party, this is Real Business English with your favorite American hosts, Lindsay and Michelle, coming to you from New York City and Colorado, USA. Hey, Aubrey, what's going on today? Not much. How are you, Lindsay? I'm doing really well. I'm doing well. I'm excited to be on Business English today, but we are getting into an important topic. It is. This is very important. I think it's something that a lot of people who work in Business English haven't thought about it, Mm -hmm. but probably should. So I think this is good. Or even, yeah, people who work in business English, right? You mean teachers specifically or no, students anyone. or both? Anyone. Anyone. Because a lot <laughs> of these phrases, I, I've had, I worked as a paralegal for a while I, when I first, okay. you know, graduated from college. And I heard these phrases all over in the business world. Mm. Absolutely. And I think, so, so just to give you guys a little peek into what we're talking about, yeah. we're sharing some offensive phrases that would yeah. be offensive to certain groups, um, especially minimalized groups that yeah. I think we use them in business English. Very rarely is it that we understand the history and we understand it's offensive and we're saying it anyway. Yes. Almost always it's in ignorance. We don't realize that yeah. it's offensive. Yeah. And it all comes back to history. That is so important. So what about you, Aubrey? Have you heard anyone say something lately at work? Hopefully not at Allers English, but just... <laughs> in general? Oh, I mean, I was working because I was posting a TikTok mm-hmm. on our social media channel. And you know how your For You page comes up and you see other videos. Yeah. And I saw this adorable mother and daughter. It's gone viral. So some of you may have seen this where the daughter is saying, you know, you guys have the wrong impression about Eskimo kisses. She's like, you think it's nose to nose, mm-hmm. but it's actually they and she, they, she like um, demonstrated on her mom. It was so cute. She oh, like squished adorable. her nose into her mom's cheek and they're both giggling. And it was the cutest thing. But then I noticed in the comments, a lot of people were surprised they were using the word Eskimo or they were saying we shouldn't call these Eskimo kisses because Mm -hmm. the phrase Eskimo is offensive to so many. And that was news to me. I don't know if you were aware of that, Lindsay. I ended up doing a Google deep dive about the word Eskimo. Okay. And yeah, so I guess a lot of these indigenous peoples in like Northern Canada, mostly, they have a specific name for their people. For example, Inuit is one of the groups, but we often in English use the word Eskimo to define, describe all of these different peoples. And it's not accurate, right? Because there are so many different groups. So they would prefer not to be called Eskimos. And I'm like, I'm now going to avoid using that word. I didn't know. (laughs) No, we're just getting smarter. And what I love about our listeners here on Business English and Allers English, you guys are smart. You are so smart and you are always looking to improve yourselves at work, right? And these are things that native speakers will make these mistakes too. So we're kind of learning together here today. Exactly, right? right? Just like I just very recently learned that that word can be offensive. I learned a lot um, searching to find some of these uh, most commonly used that we're going to share today. I have heard them all at work. And at the time, uh, I didn't know they were offensive. Mm -hmm. I've used some of them for sure without realizing they could be offensive. So I'm glad to learn more about this along with you guys. Yeah, we've got we've got four of them today, guys. So you're going to want to write these down and then start observing that. And then maybe at the end, we can kind of have a conversation about 
you know, what do we do when we hear them? Do we do we call yeah. people out? Do we pull them aside? Do we just make a, a slight comment that's meant to hint at something so they'll go and have their own deep dive? Right. right. Let's definitely talk about that because that is the communication skill. You don't want to create an awkward situation. Right. But once you know it could be offensive, you you also want to share that, you know, knowledge with others so that they don't end up offending someone, you know, help save them the awkward or the embarrassment of saying that in front of someone who could be deeply hurt by it. Exactly. And still maintain the connection because we're right. all about connection, not perfection at Allers English. So how do you do that? So let's get into the first one, Aubrey, and then we'll talk about what to do. <laughs> okay, perfect. So this one is open the kimono and okay. it's used in business meetings and communications when a company or a team needs to share internal workings, maybe internal statistics to like a potential client or partner or buyer. Right. Yes. And but if you think about what a kimono is and who wears it, you can see how it could be extremely offensive. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so a kimono is a traditional Japanese garment, right? And mm -hmm. the national dress of Japan, right? So um, it's usually worn by women. Uh, although I think yukatas, which is another mm. similar dress, is also worn by men. This makes the expression a little bit uncomfortable, possibly for women in the workplace. I'd be really interested to see what our Japanese listeners think about this. Yeah, I would right. like to know too. I did read an article by um, an Asian female who said this is, she finds it extremely sexist and misogynistic, Interesting. right? She said, especially with the current and historical problem in the United States of mm. racially targeted violence against Asian Americans, yes. we have to really think about, especially where often in business English, it would be a man that would be comfortable saying this expression. Right. And if there are Asian American women in the room or just Asian women, you could understand this could be quite hurtful, 100%. creating a very uncomfortable situation. Yeah, we have had lately in the last year or two, it's very concerning. We've had some violence towards um, Asian Americans and Asians in the US and the New York City subway, different things have happened. Very scary. Right. So yes, right. this plays into that. I've heard this used the most recent way I can remember hearing this used is towards um, Donald Trump having to like show his tax returns. <laughs> oh, interesting. And someone yeah. was saying he needs to open the kimono. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of complicates it even more. But in general, I would mm -hmm. avoid this 100 percent. Right? Just stay away from it. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. And um yeah, we'll talk about it at the end. So I'm like, what do you do? What do you do if someone says that? <laughs> so we'll go through all four and then we'll talk about that. What do you do? <laughs> yeah, what do you do? This one is really, to me, it's this is pretty obvious, I think. Yeah. Um, if you pay any attention whatsoever in modern business culture, this one is the most obvious. The one we want to avoid here, guys, number two is powwow. Yes, you'll hear it very often. People use it both in business and in just daily conversations to refer to like a quick impromptu meeting. But part of the problem here is that in indigenous cultures, there is nothing quick or casual about a powwow, right? Oh, interesting. And okay. so that's part of the issue. And then just I, I had to really research this one because I've heard this word. I've definitely used this word. I'd certainly never meant to offend or meant any ill sure. intent. Sure. So we have to think about like, why? Yeah. Why would this be problematic? So mostly I was reading that there's such an important need to respect the efforts of indigenous people, mm -hmm. the, the efforts they're making to preserve and celebrate their culture yeah. despite centuries of oppression and oppression yes. that continues today. And if we use this term flippantly, to refer mm -hmm. to casual meetings, we're really undermining the importance of a powwow. 
Yeah, that's a good point, Aubrey. I also don't like the idea of taking something so so sacred, so important to an indigenous indigenous culture and applying it to the corporate world. It just feels very disingenuous. That's a good point as well, right? It's very similar to dressing as a Native American for Halloween, right? It's cultural (laughs) appropriation. It's it we do have to really think about how will people feel when Mm -hmm. they're very a culture that is and history that's so important to them is turned into a costume or yeah, is used flippantly for, sure. for a business meeting, just like you said. Yeah, and there absolutely. are options. There are so many other ways to say yeah. this, right, Lindsay? Yeah. With this one, it's great because we do have a lot of other things we can say. You can use meeting. <laughs> that is actually mm-hmm. what it is, right? Yeah. Um, a session, a huddle. I think people have been lately in my world re- referring to meetings as stand-ups, right? Oh, nice. Or a standing meeting, that kind of thing. Um, lots of good options that you guys have. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited for this next one because actually I wasn't aware of this one. Same. Right. <laughs> so I, I looked a lot. I found there are several online. You'll find like the 10 most offensive phrases used in business English. And wow. this one's on all of those. Oh. And I ha- didn't know about it. I had never thought about it. And I definitely use this word. Yes. So I okay, learned tell something. Us about this. What, what is the word? Aubrey? So the word is uppity which we use mm-hmm. to mean arrogant or like having an air of superiority. Mm-hmm. I've definitely described someone as uppity if they just seem like they think they're better than me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Okay. And so why is this so bad? Why do we yeah. want to avoid it? So it turns out that this word um, mm-hmm. the history of this word is that during segregation in the United mm-hmm. States, mm-hmm. racist, racist Southerners use the word uppity to describe black people who in quotes, didn't know their place, right. Who weren't being acting like they thought a slave should. Uh, so because that's the, the history of the word mm-hmm. and actually the, uh, the term started within the black community, but then these racists adopted it and used it uh, so negatively and so disrespectfully that once as soon as I realized where this word comes from like where the origins I was like oh yeah I'm not using that word anymore I'll just say arrogant I'll just stick with arrogant (laughs) this is so important to know and I'm sure that this negative use of this word continued after slavery as well right in Jim Crow eras and and that kind of thing to really do damage exactly and that's where it's interesting to think about yes language evolves you know yes I would say that pretty much everyone who uses this word, this adjective uppity now has no idea about the history does not mean to offend does not. But once they realize the history of it, I would like to hope that they wouldn't use it because I think it is more well known among um, African American communities, what this means, the history of this word and offenses Mm -hmm. taken. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, it's good to know. I'm learning something today. This is great. This is so important to know. guys. So (laughs) avoid that word. And that word is the spelling of it. If you see it, anywhere. It's U-P-P-I-T-Y, just in case we're not sure how to spell that, but avoid that 100%, guys. Let's move on to the next one. What is it? All right. Number four, we use it as a verb, gyp, G-Y-P. It's like a slang verb that means to cheat someone. I hear this all the time. I actually just heard it yesterday. Someone just said, he gypped me. And mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, because this I, I do know, like that that yeah. is shortened, a shortened version of the word gypsy. Yes. Yes. So the, you know, more correctly known as the Romani people, an ethnic group that are now mostly in Europe and America. Mm-hmm. They traveled a lot historically, typically made their money by selling goods and yeah. um, okay. got a little bit of a reputation potentially as swindlers. And that is where this word came from. So as you can imagine, it's quite 
offensive to yeah. anyone who's still part of this people that that's a clear stereotype, obviously not true for all of these people. Right, exactly. And so the problem is now, again, this word GYP or GYP or GIP has become synonymous with cheating mm-hmm. someone. And so we definitely want to drop that from our vocabulary, at, not just at work, but in our daily lives. Right, exactly. Aubrey? Exactly. Yes. Right. And ju- like you said, I do hear it just day to day conversations. I hear it in business English. I do feel yeah. like this is one that um, people in general are starting to become more aware of. Yes. Okay. This word is a shortened form of gypsy. I think more right. so than uppity, at least we're aware yes. of the history and we're aware of where this comes from. And I, I think a lot of people are trying to move away from using it, but I do mm-hmm. still hear it. So there's work to be done still. <laughs> there's work to be done. Yeah. I agree with you here, Aubrey. I think out of all these four, the one that is the most unknown as being offensive now is uppity. But now that I know, I will mm-hmm. not use it for sure. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, that's really good. Okay. So what do we do? What do we even do? I mean, does it depend on the situation? Who's Definitely. around? We want to maintain connection with our colleagues and our coworkers. Uh, but at the same time, we want to get the word out about exactly right and I think you really hit the nail on the head there to to say you know what's the relationship what's the scenario because we certainly don't want to call someone out in front of a big group somewhere that would would make it very awkward and uncomfortable for them exactly and do we have the relationship where we can have this um, conversation in a respectful way in a way where the you know the the other person is going to say oh thank you for telling me I'm so glad that I know yeah. now, right? Right, right. Because most people want to know. Yes. They want to know. They just exactly. don't want to be called out and embarrassed in front of their colleagues in that way. Right. right. So for example, when I heard gypped use this mm-hmm. week, I immediately, <laughs> I, I tend to be a little playful with it to maybe yeah, eliminate the awkwardness. And yeah. I just said, oh, do we still say gypped? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. And then this person was like, what, what do you mean? Like, is that, what do I need to know? Right. And so I was like, yeah. I think it's from the word gypsy. And, you know, they immediately went and research yes. so that they could, you know, inform themselves. And yeah. I'm glad I said something because I would have felt uncomfortable not saying anything. And I definitely mm-hmm. had the relationship where I knew that they would. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't going to create awkwardness. It no. was going to be a respectful conversation. I love that. So I think the key here is find a way to do this where if playfulness is your personality, then mm-hmm. you can bring this up in a playful way that's not accusing. And I think that's a great way to do it the way you do it, Aubrey. The way you did yeah. that is when we oh, say we that, still use that, still right? say that with a little bit of strain in your voice, <laughs> right? So that it shows that it's an important thing, but you're not saying, "Oh, you, you know, you shouldn't say that." You're not accusing. I right. love it. It takes the this. accusation out of it yes. because uh, you know I'm just kind of saying, "Oh, that's problematic," rather right. than saying, "I can't believe you said that." I'm so <laughs> offended, right? Because I recognize that right. almost always when I hear these words used, the person saying it doesn't know that it could be offensive, doesn't know the history, almost always. A hundred percent. So that's kind of the takeaway today, guys, is find a way that's within your personality, right? And and air towards the playfulness, um, not coming down hard on someone, but just suggesting it. And then we hope that our colleagues will want to go research that quickly, like right away. Exactly. <laughs> yes, right. We want to avoid giving offense. And I think we do want to help spread the word of these things that could be offensive, and especially in a business setting. I think that's worst case scenario if you don't say anything. And then your right. close friend says one of these offensive things to someone who could <laughs> be very offended or hurt. They could lose a client. They could lose a business relationship mm-hmm. that you could have helped them with. 
hundred percent, guys. This is so good. This is something that our listeners are definitely not going to get in a textbook. So guys, hit follow sure. on Business English for more great episodes like this. I like when we go into you know the social aspect of Business English. It's so important. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks, Lindsay. It's a, a little bit of a tough conversation, right? These yeah, are, a little bit. These are, it's a little difficult. And I, I love that we both learned a couple of things we here did. today too, right? <laughs> We're always learning on this podcast Absolutely. and all of our shows. So good stuff. Aubrey, I'll talk to you very soon. Thanks for awesome. coming on today. Thanks, Lindsay. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Business English, a podcast just for you, the high-achieving global professional. Want more from All Ears English? Don't miss our biggest and best podcast with 8 million monthly downloads. Just search for the All Ears English podcast and hit follow to get four new episodes per week on fluency, American culture, grammar, and so much more. Or tap the link in the show notes. Remember, we believe in connection, not perfection when it comes to learning English. Follow the All Ears English podcast now.